Well, let's take a deep dive into the day's corporate news. First up, it's First Rand. The group has benefited from high interest rates, and during the half-year period, it delivered a 15% jump in headline earnings, with FNB being the top performer as it contributed about 61% of overall earnings. And joining me now as we unpack these results in greater detail is First Rand CEO Alan Pullinger. Thanks so much for your time today, Alan. Now, let's start off with that return on equity that's at the top end of the guidance range. What is that reflective of? Yeah, thanks, Anati. Hi to your listeners. It's it's a it's a function of two things, I guess. One, you know, a strong operational print, so really a, a strong top line coming through. So that's helped um, opening up operating leverage and uh, really driving the earnings. And then the second thing that's also elevated that return on equity a little bit what is the special dividend that we distributed um in our previous financial year we declared it and we distributed it this year so we we shared about seven billion of capital through that special that special uh, dividend and I, and I think that that is also now boosted the return on equity. You're sitting with, uh, you know, the same amount of earnings really, but uh, but on a reduced capital base. Yeah. So driving your ROE higher. Yeah. All right. You talk about a strong operational print. And I'm actually, uh, I want to talk about your big exposure to the South African economy. Of course, this is, we know the economy has really been hobbled by the disruptions and the challenges that we have with load shedding uh, together with its costs. Just shed some light for us on how that is filtering through to the operating environment. Yeah, Zanati, I mean, I guess there's, there, you know, we're a, we're a very diversified bank. Um, you know, so we have retail lending and retail, you know, credit portfolios. We have sort of small and medium lending portfolios and then we have large you know large corporate sort of institutional portfolio so when you add it all together i guess we've got a a a sort of very diverse selection of of what's happening in in corporates in in south africa you know and i guess the impact around load shedding well let's start with the large corporate space uh you know corporate earnings have generally held up pretty well um, so I'm, you know, I'm sure you, you, you're interviewing lots of CEOs, and I, I guess they're all coming with a reasonably good story. But the one thing that they are all talking about is their cost cost base. Mm. So costs are different, definitely up, and corporates are having to spend a lot more on on self generation and 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 diesel and and whatever it is that they need to perform equally for us. It's 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 become a cost for us. Um, but but I suppose the big takeaway in corporate is that they really have the wherewithal to make a plan. They're spending money on equipment and they're getting power. They're making sure their facilities are are, are kind of up and running and are, are sustainably uh, available for customers, but it is coming at a cost. So, so you know, in some respects, yeah, more cost, but at least they're up and running. Yeah. I think in the commercial space, um, certainly at medium corporate, we're seeing a similar picture emerge. Uh, where those businesses are sort of making a plan. I think where things start getting tough is when you start getting down to that SME space, you know, small micro businesses. They really don't have the ability to self-generate. Uh, you know, they haven't got the capital to go and do a solar story or buy a diesel generator. You know, they whatever money they've got, they're putting into their little business. Mm. And so there we are seeing those businesses, you know, when there's load shedding, they stop trading. Yeah. Um, so, you know, now they're just down to reduce trading hours. I guess when you get to retail, you know, once again, you've got a, a divergence there. You know, your upper end retail customers, you know, many of them have probably already put in solar. 
or they've bought uh, generators and so they're making a plan and they, they keep it going. But once again, you know, in your sort of lower lower sort of cohort of, of consumers, I think again, that, you know, that's a real struggle for them. Mm. Um, they just can't afford or can't afford this stuff. So how this plays out uh, in the economy is is very different. Um, but but you can see, I, I just think increasingly the private sector, you know, has come to the conclusion they better make a plan uh, because because I think Eskom's not coming to their rescue. Yeah. Um, Alan, I just want to look at the private sector credit demand, which remains quite robust. How is that filtering through to first rand and how are you working to keep the balance of meeting customer needs, but also protecting your balance sheet? I mean, I would also imagine we spoke about uh, the, the, the costs and disruptions of load shedding. I would imagine that uh, some corporates are also coming in uh, looking for money to fund their self-generation efforts. Yeah, I mean, if we begin at retail, you know, if the sort of our retail lending, I mean, by far the biggest driver of the retail growth is mortgages. So we're seeing really good production there in, in our mortgage business, which is great. Um, it's a really nice asset class for us, so we're pushing quite hard on that. The other book that is starting to grow quite nicely, and it, it's taken us some time to get the momentum back, is is West Bank. So the, the vehicle finance business you know we are definitely seeing increased activity there although although customers are buying down they're looking for value they're going for cheaper brands but but the unit volumes are picking up nicely um, so we're seeing good growth there in in vehicle and asset finance in the last sort of category in retail to, to complete the picture is probably what we refer to as unsecured lending mm. so that's the likes of, of sort of credit cards personal loans overdrafts even that is starting to pick up it's it's still got a long way to go to get back where it was sort of pre-COVID, but that is also starting to to grow quite nicely. Our our medium corporate business, our SME business, that's really been growing strongly. So we're seeing a lot of activity in that sort of medium SME space. Lots of lending going in. One of our big areas we lend into there is the agricultural space. So we we we're we're big into farms. Uh, we big into agriculture. We're supporting that that sector really, really strongly. And then at the at the at the top end, you know, RMB. I mean, their their book grew the fastest. Uh, it, it jumped 25%. A lot of that lending is into the 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 corporate space um, attached to private power deals. You know, so this announcement around you know the 100 megawatts that that private uh, companies can can get involved in, they yeah. can sell that power into the grid. There's a lot of that stuff going on. So, yeah, we're looking, looking at pretty good growth. I mean, we are, of course, we we, have, we are always discerning around credit. We okay. make sure, you know, it's affordable. It's it's not going to end up in bad debts. Of course, you know, some of it, inevi it inevitably does. Um, but I have to say, I think interest rates, although they are higher mm. uh, in South Africa, they're not actually uh at a historically high levels you know if i if i go back to 2019 pre-covid you know interest rates were at very very similar levels to where they are now yeah uh and in 2019 if you asked me you know are interest rates higher i would have said well they're pretty benign yeah i think what has caught people out is this rapid change in interest rates you know from such a low rate to to what is really a normalized rate um yeah. So that's where we are. But I, I do think the consumer is probably going to hold up reasonably well in this cycle. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time and giving us more insight on the numbers that we saw coming out of First Rand earlier on today. That was CEO of First Rand, Alan Pullinger.